Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Together BHA. My name is Josh. Uh, thank you for listening to the show as always. Uh, we have a couple of different things to cover today. Um, we have uh, some outgoings. We have some social media nonsense. We have... Uh, Obviously, a review of the game itself against Tottenham this weekend. We have deadline day news, um, if there is any. I'm currently recording this piece uh, prior to the deadline window closing. Uh, My guess, um, and we'll see at the end of the show if I'm right, my guess is we're probably going to leave Caicedo to be announced rather late uh, so that we aren't able to spend much time wondering about anything else. Uh, I think it's the, the, the cleverest move kind of thing um, because you know if we if we save ourselves to announce Caicedo at, at six o'clock or whatever um, we're able to then you know everybody's going to be happy about getting him in because he's obviously an insanely talented young man um, and could very much be you know the next Bisuma uh, if not better um, and you know at that point if we were to bring him in just before the end of the deadline and announce him then Um, there is really no real time on the clock for fans to realize that, you know, hey, like we didn't sign a striker that we maybe wanted. We didn't sign someone else we maybe wanted to get in. Um, So I think it's it's clever business by the Albion uh, to to kind of leave it as late as possible, um, because I think it, you know, it allows us to enjoy the good uh, and, and save ourselves from having too much of the bad. Um, thank you to all of my current Patreons, William Montgomery, Chris Baranco, Sarah Ellis, Alex Pressland, Daniel Lawrence, and Nick Murray. You are all legends. Uh, I really, 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 really appreciate it. I think two of you are going to be on the show in the coming weeks uh, reviewing some games, so looking forward to having you on. Um, one of the big moves uh, from the trans- January transfer window, um, recording this before the end of the end of the window, obviously, but Glenn Murray has moved to Nottingham Forest on a permanent contract. Um, he could not go on loan. They have filled up their loan quota. Uh, so Nottingham Forest uh, and Chris Hutton are getting the band back together for sure. Um, so Glenn, Knockart, Bong, um, Hutton, obviously. Uh, I think there's one other uh, that may even be there as well. But regardless, um, Chris Hutton is building back the side that got him promoted all those years ago, uh, you know, what, four years ago now, um, and is hoping that he can kind of get Forrest out of trouble uh, because they are in quite a bit of trouble at the bottom end of the championship. Uh, I would argue that Glenn is our best ever striker to play for the Albion. Um, you know, I don't think there has ever been... Uh, a striker for the Albion to score so many um, goals that were so important as well. Uh, you know, he was one of those players. Uh, I mean, he still is. He's not retired. Um, he's one of those players that has absolute big game mentality. Uh, he has no problem playing in those big matches and, and getting big goals to, to ensure big results. Uh, you know, just just in our promotion season alone, uh, you know, there was numerous goals that, that clients stood up and, and bagged. Um, you know, QPR on the break, uh, which put us on our way there. Um, Birmingham, who can forget that last minute header to, to win the game against Birmingham. Um, there are loads of them. And, you know, I think that he's an absolute club legend. Uh, I think he, like I said, I think he's probably our best striker to ever play for the Albion. And I think that, you know, I think he can still definitely do it at that level. Um, he, his entire style of play suits playing into his older age, um, similar to Zlatan, uh, 
you know, Bruno, I would have said, doesn't fit that simply because of the role he plays, and yet he did it anyway. So what do we know? <laughs> um, so Glenn is gone. Um, again, wish him all the very best. Uh, he is a club legend and, and the best to ever do it uh, in terms of bagging goals for the Albion. On the other side of the spectrum, um, a complete 180 here, we have Aaron Connolly. Uh, Aaron Connolly missed um, a, a gilt-edged opportunity um, towards the very end of the Tottenham game. Uh, it did not matter in the end because we won anyway. Um, but I guess the amount of abuse uh, that Aaron has received since that miss on social media has essentially had caused him to close everything down. Um, it's disgusting. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you are one of those people um, listening to this show uh, that, that sent abuse to him, um, sort your life out. <laughs> like, sort it out. You're an absolute clown. Um, I, I don't understand anybody uh, that, that thinks it's... You know, have a moan about it on social media, obviously. Like, that's what people are always going to do, right? Like, you... I don't think it's ever a shock for anybody to to come online as a footballer. Um, and, and if they search the BHAFC hashtag, you know, I, I would probably say to them that they need to be prepared to see things they may not like. Um, there are some Brighton players I know do that. And, you know, if, if they see things and get upset, uh, you know, I would say that you probably just shouldn't search the BHAFC hashtag because it's such a public forum that... There are always going to be idiots on there saying things that nobody else thinks, right? Um, and if you're if you're going to get upset and affected like that, you know, I'd, I'd probably just stay away. Um, I, you know, there's a reason why I don't go on any of the political hashtags on Twitter because it gets me annoyed from within like 10 seconds. Um, so I just don't go on it. <laughs> um, now, there is a big difference between that uh, where you're kind of searching for criticism um, and having it thrown in your face by strangers constantly. Uh, if you are somebody direct messaging footballers or atting footballers on social media, sending them abuse, death threats, just disgusting comments because they missed a goal, like an open goal, uh, that actually was a superb block from the Spurs defender. Uh, I think he should have scored, but at the end of the day, that block was excellent. Um, and, you know, on another day, that's easily a goal. Um, I just think you need to sort your life out. I think you're an absolute piece of shit uh, if you are doing that. And I just have zero respect for any of you uh, who thinks that that is an acceptable thing to do. Um, I thought Connolly, you know, he had a tough time of it yesterday uh, coming on to kind of hold that line at the back and kind of break on them. Um, you know, we weren't playing the same kind of stuff in that last 10, 15 minutes that we had been playing all day uh, because we were obviously changing uh, our kind of outlook. You know, we'd brought on Dan Byrne just shortly before that. We'd brought on uh, Adam Lallana at the same time as him to, to cover for Mopai. You know, we had clearly gone more defensive. Uh, Mopai was... Uh, Aaron Connolly was asked to do a job, and I think he did it well. Like, he, he did it as well as he could. You know, he, sh he should have scored on another day. So... You know, I think he's I think he's been a bit hard done by here, and I would encourage anybody who uh, who thinks that's something acceptable to do to uh, to go kick rocks. Um, onto the game itself, though. Uh, wow, what a game! We were superb. Um, you know, I, I I'm just blown away as to how good we were. Really, um, there wasn't really a time 
where I felt that we we were in any kind of major trouble, I feel like. Um, you know, it was so comfortable all the way through, I feel. And this is supposed to be, you know, a top six side. Um, we once again, you know, it, it almost felt like Groundhog Day again. Um, you know, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United, all these teams where we play excellently, we win the XG by miles, but we just don't find the goal. Uh, but yesterday we did, and that's obviously, like, I don't need to say it more than once, but obviously finding the goal uh, is going to be the most important piece of that puzzle. Um, our starting 11 is also very noteworthy. It was uh, a starting 11 that was the exact same as the one against Fulham. Um, I actually found that quite surprising, given the fact that he he had all of them play a full 90 minutes uh, and then to play a full 90 minutes again, um, you know, just four or five days later. Uh, I, I found it quite surprising, simply because you would think he would have utilised his substitutions um, against Fulham if he had no intention of, you know, using different players today, uh, yesterday rather. <clears throat> Not that it mattered, um, because we were just phenomenal. Uh, our first half yesterday was just unbelievable. Um, we had nine shots, two on target, one goal, uh, two shots blocked, hit the woodwork, um, and of course bagged the goal, uh, courtesy of Leandro Trossard in that first half. We had 44% possession, so we allowed them plenty of the ball, um, and they could not do anything with it. We had nine key passes to their one. Uh, we just absolutely dominated them. Um, we had, you know, we had just an unbelievable day at the office in that first half. Um, I've, I've never quite seen anything like it. Uh, we had five corners in that first half to their zero, of course. Um, we had eight successful tackles to their six. Um, and a lot of those, it's important to note, were from the front. Um, Pascal Gross led the way with two of those tackles. Uh, I thought we were just phenomenal all the way out, you know, even in that second half when, of course, they came and played a little bit more aggressively. Uh, we still ended the day with 16 shots uh, to their eight. Um, worth noting that they had one shot in that first half, uh, and it was a Bergwijn shot that comfortably just cruised wide. Uh, we totally dominated Spurs from start to finish. Um, you know, our past success rate was was pretty similar, 80% to 82%. Uh, we, we dominated them in the tackles department. Uh, Solly March led the way there. Uh, we'll get to those kind of player rankings shortly, but Solly March was a monster today on that left-hand side. Uh, Aerials won. You know, I, I felt that there was never really a moment in time where Spurs caused us any kind of trouble. Um, I thought they were just... They were appalling, really. Um and, and it's a huge testament to, to Graham Potter's game plan. Um, I know that uh, the, the prevailing thing that we're hearing from all the pundits and experts is how bad were Tottenham without Kane. Um, and the fact of the matter is, uh, actually, just how bad is Jose Mourinho against the Albion uh, on our home turf? Uh, that is now the third defeat um, that Jose Mourinho has suffered against the Albion at the Amex. That is a record that Jose Mourinho will not want to see ever again. Um, and, you know, he played with a front three yesterday. So if you want to tell me that Harry Kane being out is such a huge factor and there's no possible way that Spurs could be anywhere near as good, they played with a front, front three yesterday of Bergwijn, Son and Bale. 
Gareth Bale, Hyunmin Son, and Bergwijn. Get out of here if you're telling me that they can't produce quality in that final third. Like, get out, man. Like, Gareth Bale didn't have a single shot, key pass, or dribble in 61 minutes and touched the ball only 30 times. We shut that shit down. That was all about Potter, his game plan, his absolute masterclass on shutting down Tottenham and Mourinho as a football team and a strat- like a tactician. It was superb to watch. The Albion came out and performed at a level that we've known them capable of for a while. Um, you know, from the word go. Even Mourinho said in his post-match post-match conference <laughs> um you know we we could have been two or three nil up in the first 20 minutes and it would have been deserved we we hit the post within moments uh with pascal gross hitting the post um you know we were we came close a num- number of times before the goal um and we scored in the 17th minute so you've got you know we we could have been two or three nil up before that uh with the chances we were creating and and we could have scored another two or three after it um i thought we were just absolutely brilliant yesterday uh there's there's nothing more that i can really say um in terms of just how good we were um you know compared to all the other ranked games this season right like the albion um we had 43 final third pressures so we've we've kind of pressured them high we pressured them often we pressured them quick uh that's the third best performance we've had of that uh, this season um in terms of kind of top performances, uh, we were also the second best performance this season in terms of blocks. Uh, we just didn't allow them. If they were getting shots off, we were shutting it down before Sanchez even had to worry about it uh, with 21 blocks. Um, you know, we had 34 penalty area entries, uh, second most this season. Um, we were all over them. We played the ball through and, and it was so easy to do it. Um, we had 173 pressures yesterday. 57 of them were, were successful. Um, and, you know, we were, again, that was second in our overall year of games ranked so far. Um, we had 55 touches in the opposition box. That's the best we've ever done this season in all games. We also created 26 open play shot creating actions. That is the number one all year long. It is just unbelievable. Uh, we just we just took them to town. We took them to town and we beat them within an inch of their lives. Uh, I've never seen something quite like it, to be honest. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years and I feel like January, or like, I don't feel like, I know, January is just brutal for the Albion uh, in the Premier League. Traditionally, we've, we've been awful um, in the Premier League. This, this January seems to have been, you know, a slow but sure turnaround for the Albion. Um, you know, we took eight points from a possible 15, uh, where usually we're lucky to, get to lucky to take one or two in January. Uh, five goals scored from an XG of 7.8. So again, uh, story of our season, we should have scored more, but we haven't. Um, four goals conceded from a, an XGA of 5.6. So... You know, Sanchez is making a difference immediately. Um, we're unbeaten, obviously, in four out of five games. We're in the, what, the fifth or sixth round of the FA Cup um, after kind of cruising past the other two uh, with kind of backup teams and strong teams. You know, we went out and did the job that we needed to do uh, against both Newport and Blackpool um, and then made three three clean sheets as well. Um, 
you know, what a what a what a brilliant month. Um, I thought that we were just absolutely superb, uh, you know. And finally, finally, we got ourselves a home win. Beautiful. Uh, I was able to break open my dairy milk chocolate that I got for Christmas uh, across from the pond. I thought I would open it the next time we won at home. And I managed to be able to eat it yesterday and enjoyed myself. So there's a little Easter egg for you. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the dub yesterday. Now, when it comes to the players themselves, uh, you know, there was part of me that thought I would record this part today, uh, yesterday, um, and then do the transfer window today. Um, simply because, you know, I wanted to get it knocked out and, and done. Um, but I quickly realized that I was going to just essentially just give everybody a 10 out of 10 and, and move on. Um, so <laughs> so I've, I've, I've had to wait a day uh, to come back and uh, we can take a look at some of the, the players that really stood out today. Um, and, and frankly, there was a lot of them. Um, you know, a lot of these players had, had just excellent excellent games um leandro trossard uh i I tweeted yesterday during the game it 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 felt like he was bang up for it um it felt like he was well up for this game yesterday uh he had 200 carrying yards yesterday it's more than anybody else on the team uh he had 12 ball recoveries yesterday more than anybody else on the team and that's something that we've talked about in the past right where Trossard seems just a little bit slow or, or like just not that bothered sometimes to chase from the front. Uh, yesterday, you know, he clearly was. Um, 11 successful box entries, uh, so he was penetrating into the area with ease. Uh, that's most on the team. Um, he also had 11 touches in the opposition box, obviously, because he got in there uh, most on the team. Um, and he had five shot-creating actions or keep passes. Um, you know, he was just an absolute beast. Uh, and, you know, it was just unbelievable from Trossard yesterday. And, of course, bagged the goal, uh, which was all important for the man. Um, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Uh, that's the kind of Trossard performance that, that I hope we can see more weeks than not. It's also the kind of Trossard performance that we've been talking about on this podcast for a few weeks uh, where... We, we know it's been coming. We know that that's what he's capable of because the numbers tell us that's what he's capable of. Um, you know, all the woodwork hits, all the shots cleared off the line, all the opportunities created. Um, he's he's due a lot more. Um, and, and hopefully he can start bringing those in now. Um, our entire back line, I thought yesterday, were phenomenal. Um, you know, that... Again, despite everybody trying to spend more time talking about how bad Spurs were, um, it's worth remembering that our back line had to deal with Son, Bergwijn, Undombele, who's just scored a bunch of goals the last couple of weeks, um, and, and Gareth Bale. Um, and they were beautiful at it. Adam Webster, uh, five clearances, five interceptions and five blocks, number one in all categories. Four successful passes into the final third as a centre-half, Number two in the entire team. 136 progressive carry yards, third in the team. Nine ball recoveries, third in the team. And of course, that elusive clean sheet that we have wanted for a long time uh, was gained this week again against that team. Uh, He was just excellent. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, Again, Solly March, left wing back. I thought he was absolutely brilliant again yesterday. Um, He caused that entire side... 
just non-stop problems. Seven tackles and interceptions at number one in the entire team. 311 progressive passing yards, uh, second in the team. Three blocks, second in the team. 22 pressures, third in the team. Eight of those pressures were successful, third in the team. Uh, you know, offensively, he wasn't afraid to go forward as well. Two shots, two key passes, uh, one, two fouls, which was more than anybody in the team, barring one more man uh, that I'll bring up later. So he was second there as well. Um, he was just absolutely excellent. Again, uh, Solly March out there just dropping dimes and, and taking names and just unbelievably good. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, ben White. 32 out of 41 passes completed, 16 pressures, 8 progressive passes and carries, 8 ball recoveries, 4 clearances. Uh, again, a third consecutive clean sheet for Ben White. Um, boy, oh boy, does he seem to be missing uh, leads with, with performances like that. Um, offensively, again, one shot, one on target, one key pass. Um, you know, it, again, it was another shift put in by by everybody at the back line. Um, and, and they don't seem to be afraid to go forward. Lewis Dunk, 39 touches yesterday, more than Gareth Bale. 27 out of 32 passes completed. Seven ball recoveries, six pressures. Three of them were successful. Uh, three clearances. Uh, he was three for three in aerial duels one. Um, he created one key pass. Uh, you know, he was absolutely wonderful again today. Uh, Lewis Dunk. Probably in one of his years that he would rather, uh, probably the year so far in the Premier League that is the least noteworthy for Lewis. Uh, but once again, you know, was excellent yesterday. Um, I thought he played such a great game. Um, the other two here that I want to talk about, well, three. Um, first of all, let's talk about Alexis McAllister. Um, he has just been unbelievable this season. Uh, this well, this this year, I suppose, um, because twenty twenty was not a year to remember <coughs> for Alexis. Excuse me, it was not a year to remember. You know, he came in and he was hopefully going to be one of our saviors, um, and and has taken a long time to get bedded in. Uh, but in the last kind of six weeks or four weeks, even, um, my goodness, has he started to get that? Um, you know, he was superb against Spurs. Uh, he had the best performance of his career, really, in, in the Albion side, uh, in terms of shot-creating actions, in terms of pressing, in terms of touches in the opposition box, yards, dribbles, passes received, involvement in possessions leading to shots. You know, he led the way in an awful lot of those categories. He dominated the shot clock. Seven shots, one on target, two key passes, one aerial one. Uh, you know, nobody else came close to him in shots. Only Solly March uh, came anywhere near him. Um, and and Solly only had two. So, like, when you think seven shots is just utterly nuts. Um, and this is from a team that, you know, I, I've, I've heard everywhere are too scared to shoot. Um, and clearly Alexis is having none of it. Uh, he is all over it. Uh, you know, his XG was pretty solid as well uh, at 0.38. So he was taking a lot of shots outside the box. So, of course, they're going to go down a little bit. Um, but, you know, his season so far has been excellent. Uh, 880 minutes, I think, so far. Uh, 28 shots, uh, 25 passes into the penalty area, 23 touches in the opposition box. 
um, 13 chances created. Uh, you know, his his performance so far has been absolutely brilliant for the Albion. Um, you know, uh, what more can you ask from a player uh, than, than just do your best, get out there, cause some problems for people um, and, and get the job done? Uh, you know he's he has an expected assist so far of 1.44 uh, and an assist of one um he has an xg so far of of 0.52 and obviously has a bag the goal to his name um you know that's not including the the FA cup as well uh where he has been you know electric um seven goal involvements this season three goals two assists um and and two uh what do you call it um Hockey assists, uh, two hockey assists as well uh, for the Americans out there. Um, it's essentially the pass leading to the pass that gets the goal. Uh, you, will see, you will hear a lot in hockey. Um, you'll also hear it a lot uh, in Fantasy Premier League uh, where you you know, you know have somebody like Rodriguez on your team and you realize that he's just the hockey assist king and you need to get rid of him like I did a couple of weeks ago. Um <laughs> Elsewhere, uh, my two my two of the great players that, that stood out this week, uh, Bissouma again um, was just superb. Uh, you know, this man, I, I'm I'm so sad that he is on a shelf life with us. He's just so good. Um, he had 96% pass accuracy yesterday. 26 out of 27 passes were completed correctly. Five interceptions yesterday. Defensively. He was just unbelievable. Two tackles, two clearances, five progresses, five progressive passes, three carries into the final third, 223 yards dribbled. You know, Bissouma just rocked the world, man. Like, he's so good. He's so good. He's just... I'm so sad that he is probably going to be one of those players that leave us in the summer, uh, regardless of where we are in the top fight or not. And I am just savoring every moment watching this player play. Uh, and, and, you know, as long as he doesn't go to Palace, which is obviously never going to happen, um, I, I just, I want the very best for, for Bissouma. Um, he is just so good. Also worth noting, uh, you know, I thought Mopai did a good job yesterday in the, in the role he was asked to do. Um, one shot, two key passes, uh, 90% pass accuracy, 41 touches of the ball. Um, he was very much involved in the show yesterday. Uh, he has a, he has a, you know, an occasion of sometimes being kind of left out. Uh, but, you know, he had plenty of touches yesterday, the same amount of touches of the ball as Lewis Dunk did. So he was very much in and around the play yesterday. Uh, and, you know, if, if the Spurs defenders had been half a second slower, he may well have had a goal in the first half where he was kind of crowded out from taking the shot on the turn. Um, and I feel like Neil is not getting enough love for the uh, the impact he has um, on the team uh, as a as a player. I know that when I had Chloe on, we talked about it, and and I you know I think it's worth watching him. Um, just watch him and 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 commit to the eye test and tell me that you're not seeing. Uh, a lot of good stuff from Neil in the build-up and, and just general play. Um, but my man of the match yesterday and was actually the Albion's man of the match as well, uh, just just beating out McAllister, uh, Pascal Gross. Um, 35 final third touches, most in the team. 11 out of 21 long, com- long passes completed, and some of them were absolute beasts. Eight shot-creating actions, seven progressive passes, almost in the team. 
Uh, five successful passes to the final third, second in the team. 308 progressive passing yards, third in the team. Uh, one shot, again, five key passes, 83% pass accuracy. Uh, had the most touches of the ball by a country mile uh, with 79 touches. Solly March was second with 66. He had two tackles. He had a clearance. Uh, you know, he and he hit the woodwork, of course. I almost forgot. Um, and he hit the woodwork. Uh, 14 crosses, seven of them were accurate. Pascal Gross was an absolute beast yesterday. Um, and more Cruyff turns, uh, which should really be renamed Gross turns, um, than, than you can, you know, count. Uh, I thought he was superb. He was my man of the match. Um, and we are moving into February, uh, with a very, 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 very good look. Uh, we have a huge February coming up. Uh, this really kind of makes or breaks our season um, with the fixtures upcoming. Uh, and, you know, the first one, of course, being a bit tougher, uh, we have Liverpool away. But after that, uh, you know, these games that come thick and fast uh, towards the end of February are all games that you would want us to try and take points from. Um, you know, Burnley away, massive. Villa, away, Villa and Crystal Palace at home, massive. And then West Bromwich Albion away, massive. Um, you know, these are all games that we can take points from. We also then have Newcastle in March, uh, where we can kind of hopefully solidify ourselves as a Premier League outfit this time next year. Um, because these games are very important indeed. Um, so that will be uh, that will be something we really need to take a look at for sure. Now the, the transfer window has come to a close. We are all wrapped up and we have received the uh, the one manoeuvre that we all thought was going to happen. Uh, Mo- Moises, or Moses, I've heard both. Caicedo, uh, Caicedo, Caicedo, Caicedo. I've like heard all four of them today. Like and, and like seven in between on different radio shows and TV. So I think it's safe to say... Uh, sim- similar to, to Anthony Knockart, we probably just need to wait and see how you pronounce his name from his mouth himself, because uh, nobody seems to know exactly how to pronounce it. Um, he's obviously a very talented young man. Um, there is a, a website called Smarter Scout uh, that, that do a lot of great work out there. Um, I would highly recommend you go take a look at their report on him. Um, judging from their scouting and analysis, uh, kind of comparing the the Ecuadorial uh, Ecuadorian um, league statistics, uh, they are able to do like a simulation and a side by side in terms of the Premier League and how he could stack up um, as a central midfielder, a box to box central midfielder. Um, they're already believing he could be classified as a starter um, in in the lower divi- in the lower league, like the lower area where we are. Um, so clearly it's an excellent signing. Um, he will not be going out on loan. So there was a lot of rumours he would be going out on Bel- in Belgium. Uh, Andelect or maybe even Tony's other club, uh, Union SG. Um, but no, he is he is staying here. Um, Graham is going to keep him. Uh, he will need time to settle in with the group for us to get to know him and vice versa, uh, as, well as, as well as get up to speed and ready for the demands of the Premier League, is what Graham has said. Um, the, the price we've managed to get him for, which is about four and a half million quid, I believe. So I think that's a, probably about $6 million, uh, over here. Um, and about six ish million euros as well. I think, um, only 19, 
obviously we already know central midfielder plays defensive midfield as well. Um, and and I tweeted today, and and you know it's it's baffling to me that just ten years ago we were selling Ujoa and thinking like that's a great amount of money um, that we've we've managed to grab uh, for him. You know we 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 got what. Ujoa for eight million, I think. Maybe it wasn't ten years ago. Maybe it was a little bit later than that, two thousand and twelve, something like that. Um, but I mean, we sold him for eight million and smashed our transfer out record. Um, I, I, it's just nuts to me to think that you know we can probably be asking for over fifty million for Basuma in the summer. And given this man and the hype that surrounds him, he could end up being worth more. Than that in two years. Um, elsewhere, we have had some extra news from the Albion uh, in terms of players. Uh, it does not look like it's going to be possible to keep our team consistent as per usual. Uh, it looks like Alexis McAllister and Joel Veltman have some injuries. Uh, God knows what we do at right wing back now, considering our right wing back is out injured and our makeshift utility right wing back uh, is now also out injured. Um, so we now have nobody who can play right wing back or right back in the squad uh, as, a, as a natural or a comfortable position. Uh, so once again, we are we are left with little to no squad depth at right back. Um, something we mentioned at the beginning of the the transfer window, and somewhere we felt that uh, together BHA Towers needed to be improved. Um, and unfortunately, we we've not been able to do that. Um, and hopefully, we don't pay too deep a price. Uh, we do have Liverpool uh, in the midweek, so you know if there's ever a kind of free hit so to speak um it is that one uh at anfield um albeit they are you know weaker right now um they're still livable so i think that's pretty good uh so yeah that's everything from me uh, have a good rest of your week um, and we will talk in well a couple of days for for liverpool so have fun be safe <laughs>